is 46 minutes after the hour on your Monday morning, 20th, 19th day of June. And as I told you earlier, special guest in studio with us today, our great friend. And usually he's on the phone and it's usually around St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) But today he is in Sheridan visiting. Hasn't been here for a while. He'll tell us all about that. Elfie Dean. Elfie, good morning. Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners and thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to, to meet s- old friends. Yes, great to see you. It's been a long time since you've been in Sheridan. Yes, 2006. 2006. 2006. I, 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 well, I always wanted to come to Wyoming and, and Montana and in the back of my mind, so I decided this, some, my family said, look, Alfie, go on, go for it. <laughs> so I had a contact here, uh, Dr. Fred Lineman, God rest him, he's passed away. His grandfather came from where I come from in County Sligo, and I located his, his old homestead. He was a Cormac Brennan. I'll give you the details of how he, how he fared out in the States afterwards. But then uh, I, I, I flew into Billings, drove to Butte, uh, came back, left my car, and Dr. Fred picked me up in Billings and went down to Big Horn. Wyoming, and I had a great week there with him, and I went on the big horn ride uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the cowboys. Yes. <laughs> and, and I was walking and talking like a cowboy when I left. <laughs> but that was my first introduction to, to, to Sheridan, and it was fantastic. Back Beautiful. in 2006. Yes, 2006. Let's talk a little bit about your ties with Sheridan, where you come from, and let's talk about the founding father of Sheridan. Uh, General Phil Sheridan. Yes. Well, and that's let's talk a little bit about that history because there's quite a tie there, Alfie. There's a big, there's a very, very big tie. And I, I was a medical representative for many years in uh, in Ireland, and I covered all, most of the country. And I, I was into historical places, and I passed. I knew where the ruins of General Phil Sheridan was in a place called Virginia, in County Cavan. So one day I pulled up and I said, I've got to go in and have a look at it. And I met an, an elderly gentleman and he gave me all the history. And it was a fa- but I had read about General Phil Sheridan anyhow. So General Phil was born on a six-acre farm, in, 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 as I said, in Virginia in County Cavan. And he and his family immigrated to uh, Ohio uh, in the 1830s. Now, bear in mind that uh, Virginia would be about 35, 40 miles from the local port called Drahada. If you, you would probably pronounce it Drahida because that's the way it's spelled. And they went by horse and cart. Now I'm talking about an iron wheel cart, not a rubber wheel cart, <laughs> not, a, not a trap, to the boat and they set sail and they ended up in Ohio. Now, General uh, Phil became a great, uh, great army man, as, as we all know, but his mother always wanted to say and she wanted to prove that General Bill Sheridan was born in Ohio. And the reason for that was she had great aims for him. She was hoping that he, could, he would run for presidency and become the president of the United States. Wow. And the only thing that was preventing him from apply, or, or, yeah, for, uh, being nominated, he was an Irishman and he, was, he wasn't eligible. And he, she, she might have been right if he was born there because General uh, or, uh, Ulysses Grant fought side by side with him and he became president. But that's the, that, that, that's the, the, the General Phil Sheridan story. Now, he did come back to Ireland uh, uh, many times, and indeed so did Ulysses Grant come back on a visit. But uh, the, we, 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 we have, that's the great connection we have uh, in Ireland with Wyoming is Sheridan. And we're always, I'm proud to think that Sheridan is called after an Irishman, and I want to make that link stronger by coming here and just speaking briefly about it and uh, to, to, indeed, to hook you up and visit Ireland. And yes. I, I was, I always, I'm always, 
I'm always saying Ireland is so green, but when I look up at the, <laughs> great, at the green fields here in Wyoming, they're greener. You've got a lot of rain. It's actually, I said to somebody yesterday, it's greener here than in Ireland. But in any event, that is the connection we have with Sheridan. But we also have connections otherwise because you must remember uh, back in the 1800s, in 1847, before the famine, during the famine, and after the famine. We, before the famine, we had over 8 million people living in Ireland. When the famine was over, it was down to about 4 million. They uh-huh. are, the, the figures say that a million immigrated to America and a million died. I would say that you could nearly uh, put that out by 50%. More than a million died and more than a million immigrated. And, of course, they were immigrated on what we call the coffin ships. They had, they had no money to pay. There were seven or eight pounds at the time or whatever it was. Very little money to pay. A lot of them were lost at sea and they were buried at sea. And that's the reason they were called the coffin ships. But they ended up anyhow in any event in, say, New York, Boston, San Francisco, Chicago and Savannah in Georgia. But uh, uh, the, 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 um, the Irish were not liked at that time. Uh, they had a couple of problems. One problem, they spoke the Irish language, the Gaelic language, and nobody could understand them. And there were there signs up in various places, uh, no Irish, no blacks, and no dogs. And, that was, but, and, they, they, that, and they suffered that. But the government of the day uh, 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 wanted to populate the Midwest of America. And they were, dish, they were giving out lands, 40 acres, 60 acres, 80, could be 120 acres, to people who were willing to farm it for, uh, try it for two years. And if they made any sort of a fist of it, they got it at a very reduced price. So hence the reason that North lot of Irish immigrated to Minnesota, uh, Wyoming, Montana and all that. Yeah, that's how the Irish contingent came in. Of, of, of course, Denver, Colorado, Colorado around that, that area as well. But uh, another, uh, another great place to, uh, thing to bring the Irish out here was <coughs> James J. Hill. Excuse me. With the Railroad King. A lot of Irish worked for him. And uh, they'd be working along the railroads and they'd be moving up in the different states and they'd move out, they'd move out and they'd, get, they'd go home setting. So that's why a lot of them got, a lot of, a lot of James J. Hill's uh, workers got farms as well. Now, James J. Uh, uh, was based in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, and he was very fun, he was very good to the Irish because his wife was a, a personal friend of, of uh, Bishop, Archbishop John Ireland who was the Archbishop of St. Paul and who built St. Paul's Cathedral and Archbishop John Ireland was born in Ireland. So uh, any Irishman that came out got a job with James J. Hill because uh, he, he was uh, that way, he was he's Scottish uh, origin but uh, they, they that's why but they, and then they went on to they, and then they, they went on to Butte but Butte is another place that's uh, it's uh, yeah. alive with Irish oh yes very much so you know because a lot, a lot of people are are aware that uh, in the 1800s and the early 1900s there were over 600 copper mines in Butte and 200 of those were owned by another cavern man a James um, uh, Marcus Daly and Marcus Daly was a real tough businessman and he brought a lot, he brought a lot of Irish from Cavan Nicks County Monaghan uh, Leitrim Galway Mio Sligo Donegal and indeed Roscommon and, and, and from uh, Cork as well because there was a mine in Cork that had just closed and they had the experience of the mining industry so that's why there's such a, an influx of, there was such an influx of Irish into Butte and the fourth and fifth and sixth generation there and I was in Butte and they, they told me Butte is the fifth province of Ireland they yeah. love Ireland yeah. and they, they all tell me they're half Irish and on St. Patrick's Day they're fully Irish <laughs> they are but I think I think I think the same could be said about Sheridan because I met so many people I'm only here two, two and a half days and every second one I met 
be it in a restaurant or in a bar or in a, or in a, 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 a small little shop, every second one had Irish connections. Their great-great-grandfather or their great-great-grandmother uh, was born in Ireland. And just a tip I'll give you if you're, if you're ever tracing your roots. If you, if you say, well, my grandfather came from <coughs> County Sligo or my grandmother came from County Galway, it's important to get the name of the town land because the county, you, have, you could have so many names, but if you have the town land, you're on a winner because you'll probably get the records in the parish records. The government records were burdened in 1921 where they were all kept in the customs house. They were burdened during the troubled times in, 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 in Ireland. And unfortunately, all the, uh, the, all the records were, were gone. But now... Uh, the, the, the parish have a lot of them so that's the, uh, try and locate the town land that's just a tip when you're tra- tracing okay. your right. and uh, on a further note you, you probably might, might be wondering why so many Irish uh, came over here the majority of Irish had only about four or five or six acres of land now that's small in comparison to here <laughs> yeah. right? right and they had they had five and six in family and the first the, the first one immigrated always to the states and they earned enough money to send the fare home for the next. And it went down the line and there was only one left to mind, the father and mother. In some cases, that person never married because they were minding the parents. When the parents died, they were too old to get married and they fell by the wayside. That's, that's what happened in lots of okay. cases, you know. Yeah. And, but but they, 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 they just couldn't live on the, small, on the small acreage. And as I said in one of your other shows, uh, I was speaking to people uh, going back some time and they were thinking about coming to, the, to Ireland. And they said, you know, Alfie, we feel reluctant to go because we said we have... Uh, our great-great-grandparents came out here and they never went back and their family didn't come back and we're third or fourth now, we didn't go back and we go back now. The Irish will say, well, here you're coming now. You didn't come when we needed you when you went out. I say, no, you've read it all wrong. I said, your, your great-great-grandparents or whoever went out, they haven't the money to come back. But I said, they sent the money home to help the people at home and to get them out, the rest of them out. They reared a family here and they educated them as best they could. But the third generation, they went on to higher education, university to, and different things. I said, where did they get it? They got into politics. They got into the law department. They're in the fire brigade, police department, councils, medical profession. I said, I said now, I said, they're the green strands that are woven through the American dream. I said, and we're proud of you. I'm proud of what... And I said, you know, you're, there are over 40 million uh, people in America with Irish blood running through their veins. Yeah. No matter where you go, you'll get somebody like that. So sure. there's a great connection between Ireland and America, and I want to keep that alive. And you're an awesome spokesperson for them too, Alfie. Well, thank you. For Ireland, yeah. <laughs> I think their travel and tourism should hire you just to come over here and uh, promote, right? <laughs> uh, well, thanks, but my, my, my heart is in the right place. And you see, I think it's important to speak from the heart. Like, uh, I'm not reading this script out. No, you I, are not reading a script. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> he read doesn't script. have a script in front of him, I can guarantee you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I meet somebody down the street, and, and we, we you, might just bump into uh, to each other and say, sorry, oh, is you're Irish. And, of course, my joke yeah. is, how do you know that? Oh, my God, the accent. <laughs> and then we get talking, and we discover that his great-great-grandfather came from County Mayo, maybe County Kerry, maybe County Derry. I met a guy last night, and his, his great-great-grandfather came from County Down wow. in the north of Ireland. So that's it. So there's a great... There's a, there's a, even the, the, the bar or the restaurant we're in the other night, the lady, this little beautiful lady, she, her, great, her grandparents came from Ireland, and they came from County Galway. And she didn't know what part to go away. But a lot of people, I said, if they, and where did they settle? She said they settled in Boston. Well, if they came from Galway, they came from a place called Connemara. 
Yeah. Where an awful lot of Connemara people settled in Boston, and this, and they nice. actually settled yeah. in 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 uh, Saint Paul as well, because there's a, a a road there called Connemara Road in Saint Paul, in Saint Paul. Yes. So we got to wrap it up here. Uh, it's been great to see you. So where are your travels taking you here? How long are you in the U.S.? Well, we're going on to uh, <coughs> the. Yellowstone right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Yellowstone right now. And then on to Butte. Uh, <laughs> you can't, man, I can't stop and can't not come out here and stop in Butte, right? <laughs> and, then, and then we're going on to Great Falls. Okay. And maybe Anaconda because I have friends in Anaconda. Yes. Well, the friends, great grandparents came from Sligo where I come. I'm trying to get them because uh, that, that's where, the, that's where the, 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 the Clark lived. Clark and, 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 and Daly were always fighting. Uh, but I don't think Clark was an Irishman. But they were always <laughs> fighting. But uh, so we're going, to, we're going to spend time there and meet 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 the people. But while I am on the air, I want to take this opportunity of thanking you for having me here. Absolutely. And, and, and most important of all, and the most important people of all, I want to thank your listeners for listening to me. Yes. And if you come to Ireland, please come to the west of Ireland. Come to Galway, and I'll, I'll just give you one simple clue do the atlantic way and the atlantic way is the, it's between the ocean and the mountains and it's a lovely beautiful you have the ocean on one side and the mountains on the other side and you cannot go wrong alfie thanks it's been a pleasure to see you in person welcome and uh, enjoy your stay in wyoming and montana thank you very much all right stay in Ireland. Salon, that. Okay. <laughs> good to see you my friend god bless you take care thank you alfie dean everyone Join us in studio. Always great to see him. He's always welcome back all the time here at Sheridan Media. Good friend of Sheridan Media, Alfie Dean, speaking with us this morning. Fox News is on the way next here on News Talk 930 KROE. Good morning, 8 o'clock, Fox News. The Information Hour is heard on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM KROE Sheridan. At HD Radio KZWY, HD2 Sheridan, and Oldies 105.9, Translator K290BL Sheridan, and K290BM Buffalo. 